The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Remax Metro East Side. And good afternoon. I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, and we have another guest with us today. Yes, we do. And every week we're here talking about real estate and finance and giving you hopefully good information that you can take out in the field and use. And Yeah, I hope it's good information. I don't want to be giving out bad information. We think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you can always call and tell us if you think it's good or bad information. We're always open to, you know, critique. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, this is a live call-in show. So give us a ring if you have questions. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. 866-712-1300. Or you can also tweet us at Team Reba or Mm -hmm. at Eric is my banker. Hashtag Eric is bald. All right. I'm going to come up with something for you. I'm just too I know. You can't come... Yeah, you're just too nice all the time. You still need to start the hashtag war with me of the awesomeness is awesomeness. Oh, there you go. All right. I, yeah, I don't we'll know why you have haven't a, jumped on that, but you know you have opportunity. Because nobody can spell it, but we'll have to oh, have a contest true. if anybody can true. spell my We'll have to work name. on that and see if we can get yeah. a little more knowledge base about how to spell awesomeness. There you go. All so, right. Anyway. Moving on. Tell us about our guest, Reba. So our guest is Sean Martin from the Rental Housing Association of Puget Sound. Say hello, please. Hi. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. I'm a member of RHA and have been for quite some time, and a lot of my clients have been members, oftentimes as a gift membership. Anytime I have an investment client purchasing multifamily property or uh, even if it's a single-family investment property, we, we get them a gift of the RHA membership. And so hopefully we've been helping build – yeah, your clientele. That, those are always good. We appreciate the uh, the business that you send our way and the new members and uh, spreading the word of RHA. It's always yes. it's great. That's that's how we've grown. A, a large part of it is just having other members that are active and yeah. paying attention to stuff. Well, part of the reason we wanted to have you on today is because we've been talking about RHA in some of our past shows. And even though you guys have your own show here on this station, correct? Yeah, yeah. So this is different because I usually pre-record that. No, hopefully. Nobody is listening that hears that on Saturday. <laughs> crushed like telling people that Santa Claus isn't real when they're like I don't seven know. years old. Do you old. think they'd be crushed, you know? really? <laughs> Probably not. It's it's the serious legislative stuff. But we do that on Saturday morning. Uh, I record the legislative at what time? lens. Uh, what time do you guys have? start? It's at nine. It's a rental property coach, and uh, Julie Johnson hosts that. She's really involved with RHA and does mm-hmm. some of our classes and events and whatnot. And then at the end of the segment, there we have a legislative update, the legislative lens. Yeah. Yeah, on the sister right. station, 1590. Got it. Okay, so we actually met Julie at the boat show when we did the remote from there uh, for KKOL. So that was kind of fun to see her and then also let her know that we were going to have a member of RHA on today. So um, anyway, we wanted to get you in here and start talking about what you do. You've already touched on it a little bit with legislative, but why don't you tell people a little bit about RHA? Like how long have you guys been around and what do you do? Yeah, so the Rental Housing Association of Washington, we are – uh, the largest and oldest rental property association in the state of Washington. It goes back, as far as I could tell, 80-some years uh, with the old paper that's falling apart in notebooks in the closet. Uh, <laughs> but we've been around a while, since at least 1934. 
5,100 members and growing. And uh, uh, what we do is we serve our membership so that they can go out and rent and manage their property themselves. So it's the screening, it's the forms, um, it's the uh, classes and education stuff that we do. And then on the other end, on the back end, we do the advocacy, the government affairs stuff as well. Uh, But it's really, it's all, you know, everything under one roof for someone Mm -hmm. to operate the property. And the bulk of our membership is uh, actually 10 units or less. About 80% of our members are 10 units or less. So the smaller guys, uh, people that are, you know, doing it on their own and and Mm -hmm. working a full-time job and all that too. Well, it's RHA dash ps dot com it might still work oh do you have a different website now yeah we do it's uh, rhawa.org uh oh that's right i should recognize that from the emails i get from you guys (laughs) i've had that on my website for so long i need okay note to angela my assistant we need to update that please (laughs) Uh, you're not the only place that i've seen okay (laughs) but okay so it used to just be uh rha of puget sound and you guys tended to cover a couple of counties for the most part, or does it, do you, is your membership all over Puget Sound region? Like yeah, where, where do yeah. They so the state, uh, the change in the name was really just a push in recognition of our membership that we're broader than Puget Sound. We okay. Have, we have King, Pierce, Snohomish County uh, areas are, are the concentration of our membership, but we've got people you know, out in Spokane, Wenatchee, down in Vancouver. Oh, excellent. Uh, spread out. Okay. So, so we're statewide. Uh, we're okay. down in Olympia doing legislative stuff down there, too. And, you know, a lot of people kind of get this conception that uh, Seattle's different than everywhere else and, you know, in, in the rental housing industry at mm-hmm. least. And I, it, while it's maybe more challenging uh, as a polite way of saying it, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> state right. laws are state laws. And so, right. uh, you know, the message that we spread and the, the products that we have are good everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Sean, somebody who's, uh, say, a new investor just coming into the market, uh, they've, they've just purchased an investment property. They're getting ready to rent it out. What types of services would could they could they benefit from with your organization? Yeah, well, one that people really point to, I think, is the tenant screening. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. And it's we have a you know it's available a few different ways online. Call in the office if you're old school. Fax it over. Even uh, we still have one of those that works. It's not just a paperweight in the back. And um, it, that's the big. I think the bulk of our membership when people are first starting out, new, sure. people that are new to the industry, people that haven't had a property previously. Um, other than that, I mean, not the, the documents, the forms uh, are a really big benefit, too. So, and, and just to expand on it, there's a, 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 you have a pretty much a huge library. So you've got different forms available, uh, lease agreements, sample forms, uh, eviction forms. Yeah, yeah. There's about sixty of them that I get to have the pleasure of keeping track of back at the office. <laughs> Got it. It's, it's uh, you can your eyes rolling back in your head. I think when you're looking through that list. But yeah, there's there's so many uh, specific, unique circumstances that can come up, and we, and we've got those covered. Uh, state specific, Seattle specific, even. I was going to say sure. Seattle yeah. definitely yeah. has some very specific. Yeah, yeah. Items. So it, it's it's uh, you know those are reviewed by an attorney thing. It's not the stuff that you go to, you know, Office Depot for. So it's, Right, right. This is the real deal. Yep. So tell me a little bit on, on the tenant screening services, because in, in my uh, opinion, that is so critical, you know, when you're when you're renting out, especially if you have no experience with previous tenants. I think a lot of new landlords mm-hmm. uh, make the, the mistake of, of trying to be, I don't know, for lack of a better word, a social worker. And and you really have to be so. I careful. know someone that you might be describing mm. that's right. related <laughs> to some of my yeah, properties. Yeah, looks a lot like you, um, but uh, no. Oh I'm God, I hope not, because he's I'm his adopted sister, so there that would go. be weird. <laughs> I stand by my point. Anyway, so um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about like a, a, a typical tenant screening? Uh, what does that cover? 
Well, it, it, really what you want it to cover. Uh, I mean, you can get uh, the Yeah, because they have, off, they have uh, offering of choices. Yeah, correct? yeah. You could do it all the cart. You could do it as a comprehensive thing. I mean, the credit is really the starting point. I think uh, most people would mm-hmm. – uh, you know, if you, wanna, you want someone to move in, you want them to pay the rent, you got to start with the credit portion. Sure. Um, but it, there's also uh, like a history back, background check. Yeah, you know, criminal, like criminal. Criminal yeah. records, civil records. Uh, there's sex offender list, terrorist mm-hmm. watch list, FBI lists, and things. I mean, it, oh, I didn't it, even think about a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, it, sure. it's pretty. Absolutely. I don't know that anyone's ever uh, popped up on that one in okay. our office, but uh, we we have it. So if you're concerned about fighting ISIS in your rentals, there you, <laughs> there go. you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that could be a legitimate concern. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to have someone yeah. you know building bombs in my place. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a guy in California that lit, that yeah. that had yeah. you know with the, shoot, the shooting down oh, there. Oh, for crying! Yeah. I mean, we've had folks. Uh, you know, popping in at, on the um, the Port Angeles ferry boat with a carload full of bombs. Yeah, well, no, that's never true. Know. That's true. So, we, we shouldn't yeah. mock it too much because no, yeah, but but no. we also it's like what are the right. what are the odds? Yeah, but if their vanity license plate says Allah Akbar, then let's be a little bit careful about that one. We'll screen that one. I am not even going to touch that <laughs> license plate okay. verification. Yeah, that might be a new one to add that's to a, our let's actually. Put that on there. there yes, yeah, there you that's go. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Okay, so we've got tenant screening. We've got the forms. What else? What other services? Well, classes, and mm-hmm. um, maybe this is underrated, but uh, <laughs> and I hate to kind of poke fun at some of the folks that you know they end up in a bad spot. But it's some of these things people come to us, and it's it's oftentimes after the fact, after oh, something's yeah. happened. Yeah, and now, usually and, after, and it's and it's unfortunate because there's you know a lot of money at stake for people in, in most of these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the classes, I think, you know, that's one of those things where even before you uh, buy a property. You should set this stuff up, get the education. You know, it's like Absolutely. you can't become a real estate agent without taking without the, at least taking right. the licensing right. courses. Right, so correct. we're not yeah. licensed, but yeah. uh, there's there's some best practice. Don't stuff want to be and, stumbling into these problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and well, the, and the Landlord Tenant Act within the state is is pretty comprehensive. So if you're walking into this completely unawares of you know, what you need to be doing to not get yourself into legal trouble. I mean, it's it can be problematic. So I don't know, if, is Tamara Simon still? Yeah, she's uh, around, with, yeah. Is yeah. she still teaching with you guys? She does. She so, still, still teaches. Okay, because yep. I, I, when I first got into real estate in 2003, uh, about 40 to 60% of any given year for the first few years were all investment clients till they got kind of priced out of the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. And she, we used to have classes with her. And I met her partly because of RHA, but I also met her because I was out interviewing different property managers that I would feel comfortable referring to. And her classes are amazing. I mean, I know yeah, anything yeah. you guys do is great, but she's funny. You're talking about Tamara Simon, who's yeah. a property manager who Cost is property very, management. very entertaining. And, uh, told me probably 15 years ago that you really have to look at a potential tenant as somebody who is trying to separate you from your assets. <laughs> and, uh, and it's really kind of a mindset that, uh, you know, you, you have to think about what we have mm-hmm. as, a, as risks, you know, as a landlord. When That's we're, true. When yeah. We're looking at it. That, so I, I, uh, I don't disagree with her. <laughs> but there's a, there's, you could look at it a different way and, and maybe this is, people catch on to this a little bit more, but I, I always tell someone and when it comes to the screening and the classes and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and just having the, the comprehensive approach, think of your property as not just the place that you fell into because of the recession and you couldn't mm-hmm. sell or and you're whatever, right. or you inherited it for your parents. Think of it as a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini mm-hmm. because I'm, well, 
that three Ferraris now in this market, um, and, and you know, how willing would you be able to throw the keys over to someone right. or something sure. like that? And it, mm-hmm. it's just as big a risk, if not a larger risk. Yeah, sure. I'm always amazed at how kind of the general public will go into this with always thinking the best of everybody, right? They just don't see the pitfalls coming, particularly if they've been a good property owner or renter themselves in the past. They just never experienced what that can be like when someone doesn't respect your property or tears it up or there's issues that maybe you could have tried to screen out in advance um, that didn't know how to. A lot of folks just take people at their words or it's like, hey, let me bring my buddy in. And then that person becomes the nightmare. And yeah. yeah, they do end up being the ones that call me up saying, hey, I need some help. But we're going to go into that a little bit more in the next segment. So you're here with Open House with Team Reba, and we'll be back in just a little bit with Sean Martin of RHA. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. Bloomberg Radio. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro Eastside. That's right. We're every week. <laughs> Getting my every name Every Tuesday butchered. at 3 o'clock, uh, we're here talking about real estate and finance. And with us today, we have Sean Martin from the Rental Housing Association of Washington. Thanks for joining us again, Sean. Yeah, thank you. All right. Hey, question. So your site, uh, we were talking about some of the, the services that your site offers, including tenant screening and forms. You're doing legal advocacy for, for landlords. Uh, what, what With the site also, you've got a huge um, uh, series of events going on. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So uh, we have a lot of different membership events. Uh, well, some are membership only. Some are open to everyone. Uh, tonight, even down in Tacoma and up in Everett, we've got a couple uh, going on that are called Supper Clubs. It's kind of a networking thing. People can sit around the table if they want to get food, drinks, whatever. And there's usually some topical discussion and uh, it just kind of turns into a free open forum. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a good way for people to get their feet wet if they're uh, maybe considering, hey, what's interesting about RHA? Am I, am I interested in even joining or uh, just meeting some other contacts? What, uh, what would be like a topical discussion? So it, it could example. be, uh, well, like January, kind of the lead into that was what's going on legislatively because right. the sessions started up at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so what are, the, what are the most recent things that have happened that are impacting landlords as far as landlord-tenant law? Uh, what's coming down the pipe uh, mm-hmm. in Olympia and all of that. Uh, there's different thing, you know, different aspects of renting. If it's like a move-in kind of theme where we're talking about, you know, what are things to consider at the time of move-in, not talking about you know, advertising or lease signing, but maybe more property preparation and things like that. So right. it, it really just kind of shifts from month to month. We try to kind of keep it relevant to where we're at during the year because there are some. You know, it's a lot flows, of best practices, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, a lot of best practice stuff. That's that's pretty fantastic because especially if, if you don't have that much experience and you're trying to build it up or you're thinking over time you want to get more of these opportunities for passive income, you know, I think there's a lot of people getting back into the idea of investing. In real estate, sometimes I think they're maybe a few years late, at least if they were looking at you know stronger appreciation timelines. But uh, I've had more interest in the last 12 months than I had in the last you know three years prior, just because most people during the recession just were kind of either trying to get out of it or were just stuck in it uh, and not not doing the same things they were before. But now I have a lot more folks, and then of course you know meeting people from China. Who are coming in? You know, I was just touring properties yesterday, and they're not only looking for themselves for for living there, but they want to know what the rental potential is yeah. when they're done being here. 
Yeah, yeah, that part of the market's been uh, kind of unique, actually, because we haven't seen as far as uh, if we're talking about out of mm-hmm. out of state, out of country investors that generally mm-hmm. don't join. <laughs> they don't join our HA, <laughs> but we've had some legislative problems that have arisen from from uh, people that are you know from out of country, from China, like uh, around college campuses in yeah, in There's uh, an Bellevue awful lot of and yep. yeah, cutting up properties and things like that. That's mm-hmm. that's become a, a challenge for the industry locally. Yeah. Okay, so, well, that's interesting because. Uh, there is a lot of talk on the real estate side of things about all that money coming in. And a lot of the real estate agents don't necessarily have any experience themselves with rental property. And so they don't think about, you know, when they're selling these properties, maybe putting some of this information right, in front right. of these folks to say, you know, because, you know, the conversation I had yesterday uh, had a lot to do with yes, there are a lot of property rights and we have strong property uh, ownership here. Um, because it's very different than being in China and, you know, how you can buy even Canada and my Canadian clients, we talk about the differences of, you know, what you can do and what you can't and how the financing works. And, you know, so we were getting into the conversation about what could she possibly do? And she was looking at some condo townhomes. One has a kind of a bigger association and one does not. And of course that one looks more appealing because they're thinking about the, what if we want to rent out a room while my husband's here working? like well okay you can do that maybe yeah (laughs) we gotta find out let's look at the fine print that's exactly exactly so they were then they were comparing single family compared to something that had an association and then of course rental caps and you know there's there's just a lot to consider all the time yeah there is uh and that's that's HOAs, that's Mm -hmm. city zoning laws and Mm -hmm. things like that and then you, you have you know layers of city uh, landlord tenant laws on top of that it, it, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to consider that uh, you know if you're someone new or out of country out of area that just not we're a resource for that um mm-hmm. but yeah there, that's a lot for people to consider and think about and and it's pretty tough to sort through all of it yeah. uh, on your own so the newsletters you guys send out are another great resource i think because given that every municipality may have different rules you know, from, you know, because people think statewide, okay, they may not think about the different citywide issues, right? Because uh, I was just at a meeting this morning, I'm on the retin board of, uh, for the Chamber of Commerce, and we also have a business development committee meeting that I was part of. And this morning, I was listening to some conversation that I didn't realize Tukwila had a similar rental inspection program as what the city of Seattle had instituted. Yeah. And then they were discussing, oh, and there's some other cities that are considering. I know Everett has considered it at one time. I don't know if it's there. But that's one of the one of the ways I can try and keep up at least a little bit with all the changes is by reading what you guys send Why out. Why don't we expand on that too? Because mm-hmm. some of our listeners might not be aware uh, that there is such a requirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, can you kind of fill us in a little bit on that? On the inspection side. Well, right. uh, yeah. So the city of Seattle, and this is it comes from the newspaper all the way up mm-hmm. to you know getting in the information out to membership and our we have a this we hear this a lot from people in the industry is I own a place in Tukwila mm-hmm. for example maybe they would have said this seven years ago not now I mm-hmm. own a place in Vancouver they might have said that six months ago but not now because all of these local jurisdictions outside you get outside the Seattle metro area people think well this stuff Seattle they're crazy it's left wing my place isn't going to yeah, I don't have to worry about this inspections. Mm-hmm. And you know, lo and behold, in Tukwila, you have a mandatory inspections program inspired by Seattle. In Vancouver, you have increased tenant protections, changes in rent increase notices, and mm-hmm. termination of tenancy rules because of Seattle. Um, so we have the monthly newspaper where we 
all this stuff is in there, you know, all the mm-hmm. time. It's always changing. It's fluid. We have the, the email stuff that we supplement as mm-hmm. well just to get out the information on it. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it's a great resource for, for folks that are looking to keep up on things. If you don't want to join RHA, if you don't own rental property, you're thinking about getting in, you can even join as an affiliate member just to get the paper um, and pick it up that way. But uh, th- it's always evolving. I mean, things are always changing. And to think that, you know, well, Seattle's talking about uh, rent control resolution or an inspections right. program, that's not going to touch me. It's, you know, pretty foolish these days. So in Seattle, there's the re- rental inspection program. Uh, it's still kind of going through the registration process. Right. It's for all units. Nobody's exempt unless you are surprised, government run housing. Uh, you know, I like to throw that one in there. Uh, uh, but it, we're doing registrations. We're doing uh, inspections have started up for the larger properties. Mm-hmm. Um, take yeah, a look. my husband happens to be certified as one of those oh, inspectors. Okay. He's been very busy with right. that. Yeah, this I've heard year. that there's four people that have done about half of the inspections for the well, city. And, so there's, and eventually every rental home will have to be inspected, right? Every one of them, mm-hmm. yeah. There's no exceptions um, unless you've already gotten maybe a comparable Section 8 inspection for you know mm-hmm. certain circumstances if you're participating in that program but so we're still getting through it uh but tuckwilla does have a mandatory program they've had that since 2010 uh you got mount lake terrace has one pasco washington is kind of the uh ground zero for all of this with the supreme Mm -hmm. court saying their uh program was legal and that's kind of where it all grew from they've had one yeah yeah Yeah, so it's kind of a strange thing you see see these popping up in areas you wouldn't really think that there's a large inventory you know bellingham Mm -hmm. washington uh places like that where it's kind of like huh Everett thought about it. We went up there and, and talked some sense into him up there. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a big big thing for people to think about. And if you didn't know you are supposed to register, uh, yes. <laughs> take a look at the website, seattle.gov. all the time that comes up with people, and they're like, wait, wait what, what, are, what are we talking about now? And, and I'm just like, yeah, you gotta got to register. And yeah. a lot of these folks who are, are kind of feeling that way typically are the ones who have single-family homes. Yeah. They're not the folks with the big apartment Correct. buildings who are right. getting kind of reached out to. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a difference between walking down the street and pointing to a you know the brick apartment out the window mm-hmm. here versus uh, a single right. family home in the neighborhood, and that's I think what we're going to see in the long run here is as the compliance comes in, kicks in, and we have the registrations finished up at the end of this year. Uh, I think we're going to see that a lot of inventory is not registered, or right. based on what the you know the census counts say that we should have. Because those single-family owners, you know, they're mm-hmm. out of state, out of country owners, or they're running an ADU, mm-hmm. and you know, they're not a member member of RHA, and and it's does it, an ADU count for that? ADUs too? are supposed to be registered, yeah. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Because we were just having a show the other day, last well, right, a few weeks two ago, weeks we ago, had yeah, a, we had a builder on talking about uh, building new ADUs and. Mm-hmm. DADUs. Okay. And uh, so, if you're going to do it in the city of Seattle, yeah, yeah. be prepared. Be prepared. Do the do the inspection. Register it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of a lot of these changes coming up, and and let let's say that uh, you've got a a a, um, a, a, t- a landlord who gets into trouble. You know, they they've got a problem with a tenant already. They maybe haven't didn't uh, you know completed a proper screening that sort of thing. Uh, how can you help them? I could give you a good referral to an eviction attorney. There you go. <laughs> there you okay. go. Uh, it's uh, that. Yeah, that's the. If it's if it's to that point, um, hopefully it's not past the point of no return, which would be doing that. But we have a resource desk. You know, if people join as a member, mm-hmm. you can call in and get the okay. the next closest thing to free legal uh, with uh, some folks that have property management experience and have done it hands on themselves. 
Um, so that's you know a place to start. But it, there, you can you know if the tenant hasn't paid rent for a month, kind of a thing. And what am I supposed to do? And then they call us up. You know that's not uncommon. Uh, there's there's the process to walk through with the three day to pay or vacate and mm-hmm. all of that. And hopefully you know hopefully they come back into compliance and everything's okay. Uh, but a lot of the times, uh, the, the really bad situations are, I have a tenant who hasn't paid rent for six months, and oh, uh, you know I'm man. at risk of going into foreclosure. Uh, right. What should I do at this point? And uh, that is, sorry, you're you're going to court, and you know not mm-hmm. only are you probably never going to see that rent, you're probably going to have to pay fifteen hundred bucks for an attorney, and wait another month to two months, and it's that's a bad. So that's why. That's right. The screening up front, you know, very important uh, oh, part of it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through plenty of my own uh, nightmares. I don't get to self-manage most of my buildings. I have some properties in another state, and uh, often decisions for the rentals are being made without my consent. <laughs> so there have been many, many times I've been burned, regardless of the fact that sometimes we have a screening process that's supposed to be in place. Uh, I recall having the... Oh, but she promised not to do that right. to us. You do have a relative who wants <laughs> she to looked me be a straight social in worker. the eye. I know. Yes. I was like, God love you, but stop the, it. The, the George, stop it. George Bush Putin. I looked in his eye and uh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, the handshake thing. Yeah. I mean that that might have worked fifty years I, ago. I think as as not a anymore. Landlord, you know, many of us have made that mistake. Please, 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 if you don't rent to me, I'll be out on the street and mm-hmm. you can't do that to me and yeah. Oh man, it, it it rarely rarely ends well when that when that comes up. Yeah. We're here with Sean Martin from the Rental Housing Association of Washington. Call us if you have questions for Sean eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. Stay tuned. We'll be back on KKOL thirteen hundred Business Radio. Got a question? Call it in eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass. I'm Eric Osnes. And we have Sean Martin from Rental Housing Association still with us. We get him for one more segment yeah. before his parking expires. Yeah. The longer the show goes <laughs> on. oversight there, yeah. Got to get back to the office. Yeah, so. the more we talk, he kind of scoots further and further back into the corner. He's like, I'm afraid of you two. I don't know. What, are we cornering him like a unicorn? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Like a lioness. (laughs) So, Sean, uh, like a lioness. Yeah, that's my shout out, anonymous Ah, shout out to somebody who's listening today. Yeah, I got a double entendre there, a little covert meaning going on. Okay, good. Hey, I'd rather do it as a lioness than a cougar. (laughs) Wholeheartedly, I I wholeheartedly agree. We're going to just. We're going to just lay that one to rest right like that. Yes, we're right going to like move that. right along, so, moving right along. So call us if you have questions for, for Sean Martin with the um, Rental Housing Association, www.rhawa.org. Yep. And you can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Is it .org or .com? .org, because we .org. are not-for-profit. Non-profit. So we're, ah, uh, yeah. okay. I thought you guys used to be a .com because... Well, we've got them you all. Did a legislative thing. We've got them all bookmarked, but we go with the .org. Uh, okay. With the not-for-profit status, yeah. Okay, because you know I used to run a nonprofit of my own, and we couldn't do any kind of legislative type stuff. But you guys work with right legislative. So can you explain that? Yeah. So uh, we are not for, not for profit, not a nonprofit. I think that's maybe where the difference is there. But okay. uh, we do a ton of stuff uh, locally, uh, meaning city of Seattle up. Uh, Everett, even Bellingham, 
uh, you know, if it's by phone or snail mail or email with those guys uh, down in Vancouver. We're everywhere locally uh, following stuff that's going on. That's actually my, my, kind of my personal thing, my uh, part of my job there is to keep up what's going on locally. And then we've got a lobby team in Olympia as well. And so we kicked off the session this year, obviously. We're already in the short session. We just had our lobby day last week, actually, um, down in Olympia and had about 130 people show up for that, which was awesome, and uh, met with the legislators to get out. So uh, really our interest as an association on the government affairs side is to uh, put our best foot forward as an industry, represent our membership as well as rental property owners as a whole to to really spread – the word on the importance of rental housing mm-hmm. in the community. I think a lot of people, there's kind of a negative connotation of landlords, especially in a market where rents are, have gone up you yeah. know, by a lot uh, in the, the past couple of years. And people think it's you know the greedy corporate guys and Wall Street and all that. And, and that's not reality uh, with what we've got as far as a membership. Um, and so we're always, we're constantly fighting that kind of negative perception publicly. And you know, the reality is that we provide more than half of the housing in the city of Seattle, uh, and mm, we don't think right. that, that that owners are valued enough for providing that public good. And many of yeah. those owners are are small owners; they might own one or two properties. Well, yeah, like and you said, the base of your membership sure. is people who have ten or fewer units, yeah. and that was even something that our uh, biz dev meeting mm-hmm. this morning in Renton they were talking about some of it, like the Sunset area and and uh, surrounding was only thirty five to fifty percent home ownership rates. So that's a very low enormous amount of rental property in a you know very tight area and and when you look at what homeownership rates are nationally I mean they've dropped significantly I think at the peak we were around 71% and then they got all the way down to about 65 they're hovering maybe just slightly up to 66 right now but uh there are definitely pockets where landlords you know you know they're just trying to do the right thing yeah, you're trying so, to have a good place. So, so what are some of the initiatives that you've got going on down in Olympia? Well, down there, we're, we're we've got uh, good foot forward on a couple bills. Uh, one is dealing with screening, and we've we've had this push from uh, tenant advocates over the last probably five years, trying to mandate and force owners to accept a, a tenant provided copy of a screening report. Mm-hmm. For us, that was a no go for obvious situ- for obvious reasons. You know, the situation of uh, someone committing fraud, fraud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. giving information that's just not relevant or not sufficient to what you need to do the screening, even if it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've kind of reached a compromise where we're pushing a bill forward down there uh, that will uh, basically make owners state up front on their advertisements if they have a page for their their ads where they maintain the listings okay. and things like that, um, and as well as their, their minimum screening criteria, which you provide to anyone that takes an application up front that says, here's what I'm looking for. On right. both of those places, we're going to tell you whether or not we accept a portable report because there, there is a product on the market uh, called My Screening Report, which is available mm-hmm. through RHA, actually, uh, where a tenant can pay one time and it's good for 30 days and the, the credit continually refreshes. And so we've reached compromise with that. There will be some changes with uh, unlawful detainers, which is an eviction filing. If the tenant wins in court, meaning the court, the, the mm-hmm. judge says, yes, you did not do whatever. You didn't fail to pay rent or whatever the situation was. Uh, those can be sealed, so they're not reported, uh, as well as the 14-day deposit refund period is going to be bumped up to 21 days. So that's one bill we're looking at. The other is really focused on uh, trying to get incentives for preserving existing affordability. And this is a huge push with Seattle behind the mayor's HALA recommendations sure. to say, let's give a tax exemption similar to the multifamily tax mm-hmm. exemptions given for new construction. Let's expand that find a way to make it work for existing properties that have affordable rents in them right now 
uh, so that those people will be incentivized to keep them affordable for another 10, 15 years. And so, so you're not talking about way. rent control. You're talking about more of a voluntary system. Totally voluntary, yeah. Uh, so there's the, the, Interesting. the benefit to the owner of I'm not paying a local property tax for that period of time and I'm committing it. You know, the rent will mm-hmm. exceed no sure. more than this. And we think it's a win-win for tenants and for owners, many of whom are still catching up behind, from being behind the eight ball during the recession from, you know, with deferred maintenance, making sure right. that properties are kept up to a good standard so they can pass the city's inspections program. Well, one. and this is a really, really good point that you bring up because a lot of the rental stock out there, and, and, and I know personally of so many homeowners that had a property, they were upside down on it, they were underwater, they couldn't sell it, you know, because of the of the recession. So, so their only decision was either let it go or maybe convert it to a rental and, and supplement that that mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, they were not making a positive cash flow. They were they were struggling every month. Yep. So now finally, you know, they're they're starting to catch up. We've seen some equity build up in homes and that sort of a thing. So it's good. I, I think an incentive like that's an interesting idea. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a great opportunity. It's a positive opportunity that we've had for with the city, uh, and it's a, an about face from rent control that they had been pursuing and is not going anywhere in Olympia, you know, maybe reality set in there. Uh, but uh, this is something that, you know, will actually preserve and maybe even create new affordable units that rent control wouldn't do. So that's what we're hope- hoping for, at least. We'll see. Well, I know that there are a lot of people that would like to see some of that still made available. We taught a class this last weekend for home buying. And I was surprised, actually, in the room for the number of folks who were actually living within very core Seattle neighborhoods. That's right. I was surprised how many of them were paying fifteen hundred or less, right, in rent. Right, but that, we didn't ask if they were living in someone's basement. You know, we. we <laughs> I think that some of some of those <laughs> may very well have been. Uh, it could be. You know, but could uh, but, be. Yeah, but I mean, there was a fair. I think there was at least four. And they, yeah. they were all in seriously core, like, you know, Ballard, Greenwood, right. Capitol Hill. And they had affordable uh, yeah. amounts. Where, yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah. yeah the, the data is actually not as dire as some of the numbers would suggest, uh, mostly okay. because the new construction is so much more expensive. Oh, yeah. So, so that's if we take nuts. stuff in totality and say the average rents went up 200% or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. amount. But uh, the reality is that there actually is a lot of the existing stuff, and that's where this program – uh, in Olympia, if we can get it passed, would would help keep those places affordable. But there there are still a fair amount of existing. You know, it's probably older mm-hmm. '70s and earlier yeah. stock. But um, you know, a lot of people they want to live in a certain area and and well, and that's, that's it. The, all those neighborhoods. That's that was the question about buying a home and how they could afford to do that was they want to stay in those neighborhoods. They like those neighborhoods. And, that's right. And it's been the case since. I mean, you know, when I bought my first house in the 1990s, I remember it being. The question of, you know, before I was a real estate agent, talking to my agent and telling, okay, I want to live right around Green Lake. And he's like, oh, tell me something I've never heard before. Right. You know, and that's where most people tend to kind of gravitate a lot of times is into these pocket neighborhoods that are very walkable and have lots of amenities and things that they can get to. And, and they don't want to leave. And there it, there is that risk of being priced out right now. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge on both directions, both for rentals and for purchasing. But I'm glad to see that there's some some work trying to get around because I kept hearing about rent control and everyone's just been kind of freaking them out. About yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that was a, a big concern uh, last year in Seattle, mm-hmm. and, and that's not something that comes up anywhere else. But you've got uh, you know a certain council member, a particular mm-hmm. council member yeah. who <laughs> uh, will not name, but I think everyone knows, and that that was her big pet issue, uh, along with right. the $15 minimum wage, was we're going to get rent control. It was on the backside of that $15 an hour yeah. minimum wage right. sign, and right. uh, you know. 
there's political reasons why a, a resolution was passed in Seattle, but a resolution, uh, you know, mm -hmm. is not law, and we've got, uh, thankfully, uh, more of a balance in Olympia where things are thought about in real practical world terms, not political mm -hmm. terms and and social movement terms. That's right, because nobody really is trying to pull a fast one here. You know, it, it just mm -hmm. needs to be a fair system. And and that's something that's oftentimes lost, lost when we get into all these, these political arguments especially. How much yeah. of your time is spent on the, the legislative side, Sean? That's, uh, that's a large chunk of it, really, uh, especially the local stuff. I mean, there's always something. There's, it's never... There's never not an issue going on, uh, particularly in Seattle, uh, just given the market and uh, kind of the the fervor that people have for you know greedy landlords is kind of the mantra of the day right now. Yeah. Um, so that it's two thirds, three quarters of my time, uh, definitely tracking local legislative stuff, contacting council members. We'll be down hopefully soon, getting in the door with some new folks there, and uh, that that's really uh, a big focus of what I'm doing there. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you personally for that, just because I know how much time I spend on a lot of other things, and I am a landlord, so there's no way I could continue doing all the things I do on behalf of the real estate side of things, plus my music stuff that I do and doing this show and everything else, but to know that there's some other folks kind of paying attention that I can get good resources from and good information from whenever I need it. I mean, that's, yeah, you, you guys it, have been a wonderful it, organization th to work with. Thank you. With. Thank you. Um, that, that, and it, it can't be understated. I think people, uh, when you're going into city hall, when I'm going into city hall and if I'm, you know, giving testimony on a bill or something like that with mm -hmm. council, um, our folks, most rental owners really, they have day jobs. They can't keep right. up on stuff. They can't get out of the office right. at noon to exactly. go to a council meeting. And so, you know, having, uh, you know, myself, our, the rest of our lobby team, association lobbying teams mm -hmm. uh, with other groups, is, is a huge benefit for everyone. And strength in numbers is the thing that I always tell people, you know, even if you if you don't need the screening, but, you know, maybe you just join to be a part of someone that's doing good for you, good for the rest of the industry. It helps. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sean Martin from the Rental Housing Association of Washington. Join. Join this group if you uh, own rental properties or thinking about it. Uh, log on to their site at www.rhawa.org and uh, give a shout out to Sean Martin from the RHA. Thanks, Thanks so much thank for joining you. us. Yeah, thank you. Tell them you heard it here. Open House with Team Reba. 1300 KKOL. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866 712 1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Ostnes from Home Street Bank. Hashtag Eric is bald. So there, I beat you to Even it that Even you're time. doing it. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, go. I guess now I'm required to say hashtag Ostnes is awesomeness. <laughs> there you go. We'll have to get that out there. I, I just, for the record, I lose one hair off my head for every credit report I pull. So, you know. I don't know uh, why you're not bald yet. a lot of credit reports. Awful lot of credit reports. Well, it was really great having uh, having Sean Martin on from yeah. the RHA. I, I was uh, thinking about, of course, you own rental property. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I own vacation rental property over on Hood Canal. In fact, I just. Yeah, you don't get the same screening process, do you? No, I, I actually am not. 
I don't have to follow the Landlord Tenant Act because we're short term mm. rentals. Okay. You know, so we have a slightly different process that we have to go through on that. But um, you know, as a as a landlord, uh, guess what I was doing yesterday, last night. Well, I know because you told me. Right, nine o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm over there, you know, doing the. Are whole, y'all heated up now? I, I, I replaced a heater. I uh, on a and on Ugh. one one unit, and then I had a dryer that wasn't working on another one, so I got that fixed. And you know, it's always always something. So oh you know, yeah, if you if you've, uh, I'm surprised you don't have. Well, they probably don't have many services out there. Have like home warranties on your places. Well, right. I'm on yeah. Hood Canal. Yeah, so and, there's probably um, not that many services. There, there's not too many out there. There are a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Um, there was a plumber that I hired once, and uh, and after the job was... Oh, don't make me spit out my water. <laughs> I've heard this story. You've heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after the job was finished, I couldn't figure out why the hot tub always looked so bad. And uh, <laughs> turns out the plumber was uh, using it as his personal bath place after a, 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 you know, a <sighs> hard day crawling so underneath houses. So gross. Can we move on past that? That's yeah. just gross. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to the... I uh, know I'm not going to mention his name, but although I probably should. <laughs> so, what the plumber? The plumber, yeah. Don't, don't give him any advertising. Say, no, I'm like, not it's going to. Almost like free but, advertising. Don't yeah, do but that. But if you happen to see a plumber in Hoodsport, Washington, who's very, very clean, uh, <laughs> it's probably because he was sitting in my hot tub. <laughs> So He's thin. not still sitting in your hot tub. I'd say maybe no, he doesn't smell that so good. That problem clean. is solved now, fortunately. Okay. But no, it was amazing. You know, you get it done from a nice day on the job, go down, grab some oysters off the beach, you know, crack open a cold one. I think you need to stop tub. giving people ideas. <laughs> They're going to start seeking your place out. Good point. Well, I don't mind if they're a paying customer, but if they're not, yeah. yeah but right now, you're not given the story. idea that that's what right. <laughs> what's yeah, necessary. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you want to move on. Uh, you know, but you bring up a point about the fact you don't have to follow landlord tenant law, and I we didn't get a chance to ask Sean this, but um, there have been stories like uh, Palm Springs where there was a person using Airbnb, right? Yeah, to to rent their place out, and then the guy started squatting. Oh, sure, sure. And that became. Quite a problem. So VRBO, the vacation rental by yes, owner, which is and who Airbnb. I use and love. Yes. Yeah, but the, some of the folks uh, using Airbnb, and I know Airbnb keeps changing, you know, uh, a lot of their rules and how they do stuff. But um, that can can become a problem if you're not under landlord tenant law, and then suddenly someone's squatting in your place. Like that Absol- becomes a absolutely problematic issue. And, and you know, there's that saying that. Uh, the gray areas where trouble goes to hide and, mm-hmm. and it's all in the documents, you know, what kind of contracts do you have and how well are you protected? Right. And I know before, uh, before we started renting, you know, vacation rental uh, model, I, I spent uh, time with, with my very favorite attorney uh, in Seattle who specializes in real estate. And we, we hammered out some, some really See, good See, now that contracts. person, you should probably say who they are. Greg Lawless, L-A-W-L-E-S-S, Lawless. Okay. I just Fantastic love it when people attorney. have a name. And that kind uh, of sort of goes with their industry, although this is like the almost the opposite. It's the it's the lawless partnership, and uh, you that know, are attorneys. Now, they are attorneys, <laughs> and uh, fantastic. Oh, uh, I love it. Great. Now, now Greg is is a you know my my good friend, and and if you call him, his voicemail is going to say he's not taking any new clients right now because. His existing clients keep him, they get into enough trouble to keep him busy pretty much full time, oh which is true. Is he related uh, but, to the folks that own Lawless Harley Davidson down in Renton? No, no, different one. Different, different one. Okay. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of Lawless. There, we got a few out town. there, but uh, no, fantastic firm, though, the Lawless Partnership. Uh, they're okay. right, right in Ballard over, over there on Chilshul. 
So, uh, yeah, give a shout out to Greg. Along with all your other Norwegian friends. Well, yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, we got to we got to stick together. You know, as as apparently so. Apparently so. As long as you're not in a Prius. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) At least according to you. The world according to Eric. That'll be another world according to Eric. Yes, that's right. Have yeah. some little sayings that go along with you. Uh, nobody's called in to debate me on that. I, I'll just uh, point that out. Yeah, I think I think Let's uh, throw I think the I'm, throw down I'm the in challenge. The majority on that one right there. Yeah, okay, that's right. Well, what I want to hear from you, which last week we had a really, I felt we had a really great show with yes. Jeff Crump and Jesse Young coming in talking about 3D video tours and photography. still photography for yes. real estate and. Uh, we did a whole show with just them. We never got around to a market rate update. You're right. Do We're you too, have any we, info with you? I mean, has anything changed very much since then? Things are are getting better for the interest rate environment. And, okay. Uh, and so I didn't think they were getting bad. I mean, we had like no, two weeks where there oh, was a concern, and then it went right back right. to like, ah, no, they're still low. Well, and, and you remember back in September, the Fed increased interest rates a quarter mm-hmm. percent, and right. and then the the consensus at that point was there were going to be a total of four increases this year, so we go up about a percent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much out the window at this point. Uh, the the consensus now is that there may be a total of two, and that's about it. Uh, the economy including just, the one in December, including that one. Okay. Yeah. So the economy is just not strong enough um, to to support um, you know much more. As a matter of fact, um, we have um, you know the chairman of the Fed, Janet Yellen, will be testifying. I believe it's next week. Um, there's a twice a year they they do. We I, I call it the Humphrey Hawkins testimony. Uh, there's uh, there's two days of testimony. So. Uh, so one day is be- be- before the House uh, Banking Committee, and then the second day is before the Senate Finance Committee, uh, okay. where where uh, the chairman of the Fed is giving an update on the economy and on on what the current status is, and uh, and so that that testimony is coming up here. But um, you know, some are some are wondering if there's going to be a bit of a mea culpa. Was I were we too too eager, you know, premature to increase rates in December when when it happened? Who knows? Uh, doubtful, but you never know. Uh, so interest rates right now, the bond market is tracking with stock market. So every time we hear oh. bad news with the stock market, mm-hmm. that's actually probably good news for interest rates. Uh, right. And so as money leaves the stock market, it's trying to find a, f- a safe place to, to hide. Mm-hmm. It's going into bonds and, and it's supply and demand. You know, the, the more money in the bond market, the, the lower interest rates will go. So okay. so that's what's happening right now. So 30-year fixed rates are Firmly below four uh, percent right now. We're, we're at the, oh, wow. uh, the national average right now is down to about three point six two percent. Now that's paying about a percent uh, in fee, but even without okay. paying points, we're at the three point seven five, three point eight seven five for a conventional thirty-year loan. Fifteen-year fixed rates under three percent uh, right now. We're hovering right around that, right around that mark. And uh, and jumbo jumbo uh, fixed rates also s- hovering right around the three point seven five percent mark. Remind me where uh, the price range is for jumbo. Oh sure, and well, in in Kingston, Homish, and Pierce counties, your your jumbo limit right now is five hundred and forty thousand five hundred dollars five four zero five zero zero for a single family home, and uh, you know so that number went up uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in January. And, Thank you uh, for that, because my assistant asked me that as we were driving around with a client yesterday, and I was like, I 
think it's 560, but don't quote me because they just went up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it moves around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that number changes Black Friday every year. So the day after right. Thanksgiving is when they normally make that announcement. So, yeah, so uh, rates are, are extremely good right now. And uh, you combine that with a with a housing market that's hot, well, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's still been very very crazy. We've they just had another report coming out from the Northwest Multiple. I'd been hearing from some folks that they were saying we had sub one month of uh, absorption rate on housing, but if you take in the entire MLS area, uh, we're still right around like one point two to one point six months of inventory. That's so short, That's just yeah, incredibly low, incredibly wow. low. Yeah, the clients I was driving around with yesterday just kept asking, they're like, "Well, what is it? All the factors of." what makes it the way it right. is right now. And I said, well, there's many things. I said, that, you know, that's going to take a longer conversation than just a couple sentences. But we talked a lot about the economic impacts, uh, where the employment rate is, where interest rates are, and the number of people still coming in. So uh, anyway, we are going to be back next week with, uh, do you remember who our next Yes, we, we have Mike Olden with American um, Reporting Company. We're going to be talking about credit. Yeah. And how you can improve your credit score. Without you having to have your hair pulled out. There you go. (laughs) Next Tuesday at 3 o'clock, join us for Open House with Team Reba. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.